Welcome to the Mac Metallic Podcast, where we respect fashion's past, analyze fashion's present, and get excited about fashion's future. I'm Liberty Impop, founder and creative principal of fashion media company Manic Metallic. Several times per week, I'll bring you episodes about exciting things happening in fashion, discussion about current issues facing the industry, and the places and people that have made the fashion industry great. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram at the Medical Talent Podcast and at Medical Talent, both linked in our show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Medical Talent Podcast. I'm Liberty, your host. This week for our Who Is episode, we get into a designer that I've wanted to talk about for a while now. In many ways, he could be seen as the embodiment of the 90s, but yet there's a lot contemporary about his way of operating. We're going to talk about native Texan Todd Oldham. Todd Oldham was born in 1961 in Corpus Christi, Texas, to parents Jack and Linda Oldham. He and his three siblings moved with their parents to Iran when Todd was 12, as his father was a programmer and went to Tehran for work. The family was in Iran for four years before returning to Texas. The day after graduating from Keller High School, Todd moved to Dallas and took up work at Polo Ralph Lauren, assisting in the alterations department. He was fired from that position for reasons that are unclear. However, there was a quote that I read in a Studio International article that I'm linking in the show notes for you, where Oldham speaks about knowing early on in his life that he was unemployable. That might have something to do with his being let go from Ralph Lauren. As for that sentiment, I completely relate to it as I'm sure that many that go on to own their own companies do. There's that deep and inner knowing that you get when you know that you desire to be more independent and have the ability to determine your own destiny. You'll do whatever it takes to be able to do that. And that's what Todd did. Let's continue. Todd had begun designing at age 15, having learned to sew from his grandma at age 9. One of his first attempts at clothing was to sew pillowcases together to create garments. Other than this training and his brief period of working for Polo Ralph Lauren doing alterations, Todd had no formal training in constructing fashion garments. How Todd truly got a start in fashion is generally told in two different ways. There's a story of how he went to Neiman Marcus and got lucky when they bought his first collection that was sewn at home. The second story, which was detailed at length in an extraordinarily well-done long-form article by the Dallas Observer, of course linked in the show notes, that story goes into much more detail. Todd had been working long before the Neiman's break to get his work into stores, and had even held a fashion show locally in Texas to show his wares, and had even sold a few items to women that he met on nights out. In the Dallas Observer story, Oldham was on a trip through New York's Garment District and ran into his partner, Tony Longoria, whom he still works with in business and is also his current life partner and his Neiman Marcus supervisor. Longoria was an assistant buyer at Neiman's. Longoria's supervisor asked for Tony's take on Todd's fashion work and Tony told him that he approved. That's when Todd Oldham got his first major stalker. I happen to believe that story because while the first story is completely plausible, the second one dives deeper into the situation. Between 1981, when his collection was first sold to Neiman Marcus, and 1988, Oldham had many various fashion-related ventures. During the middle of that time period, Tony Longoria had joined him in business. 
1988, Oldham and Longoria moved to New York while Oldham's company continued to maintain Dallas as its home base. Oldham and Longoria started a t-shirt company called Time 7 that created simple shirts with unique buttons. It became very commercially successful. Two years into this venture, Onward Kashiyama, a Japanese company who backed Jean-Paul Gaultier at the time, decided that they wanted an American designer to support. Todd Oldham signed with them after eight months of hashing out the details of the agreement. Oldham quickly rose to power in the fashion industry once the deal with Kashiyama was signed. In 1991, he received the prestigious CFDA Perry Ellis Award for New Fashion Talent. Until he closed his fashion division in 1999, Oldham was one of the brightest stars in fashion. His shows were known for being energetic and exciting, and I saw that just from watching vintage footing of these shows online. It was a riveting experience seeing it on a screen, so imagine what it must have been like to see Oldham's work in person. He employed the best models to walk in his shows. He was actually one of the first ones to work with many of the models that went on to be known as supermodels. Models like Tyra Banks, Kate Moss, Naomi Campbell, Linda Evangelista. And that's another thing. Todd Oldham was very supportive of black models in an industry that has historically not been that respectful towards them. And let's not forget about the clothing itself. Oldham preferred to work with colors that popped, prints that wow, like the digitally printed fabrics that were a signature of his. He worked with embroidery that stunned and used all of those factors to create work that was some of the more quality work that existed in the industry. From 1995 to 1997, he was a creative consultant for the well-known brand Escada. Oldham also launched a perfume line in 1995, among many items like sunglasses and shoes that were licensed. There was also a jeans brand, Todd Oldham Jeans, that saw success. In addition to fashion itself, Oldham appeared on television often, making regular appearances on MTV's House of Style from 1993 to 1999, having a regular slot on a show called Todd Time at Point, and he hosted MTV's Fashionably Loud in 1999. It's actually pretty difficult narrowing down everything that he did in his career and continues to do because the man has just done so much. He comes from a family of makers though, so it's probably that mentality of having one's hand and a lot of different projects at the same time. The creative productivity is just astounding. After he ceased creating the Todd Oldham line in 1999, he donated his archive to different institutions such as the Met, the Texas Fashion Collection, and the RISD Museum. He has been predictably involved in a number of projects in the post-fashion era. From 2002 to 2003, Oldham designed a clothing line for Target. From 2003 to 2007, he designed furniture and home accessories for the furniture company Lazy Boy. He was also the creative director for Old Navy for a brief spell, but that ended in a big lawsuit that Oldham filed against the company. If you really want to read through the text of that lawsuit, in case we have any lawyers out there, I link to it in the show notes. In 2014, the Rhode Island School of Design, RISD, presented him with an honorary doctorate degree. He'd had an ongoing relationship with the school, so there was familiarity there that also led to them holding a retrospective on his work in 2016 titled All of Everything, Todd Oldham Fashion. Oldham started two crafts companies, Kidmate Modern for Kids and Handmate Modern for Adults, whose craft kits have been sold at places from Target to MoMA. I can verify if Oldham is still involved with Kidmate Modern, which is currently still going, or if Handmate Modern is still in existence. But nonetheless, the companies are and were a great achievement. 
You can see clearly that Todd Oldham has taken on many roles throughout his working life, including fashion designer, TV personality, interior designer, product designer, film director, photographer, and writer. He's even narrated videos for PETA because he's committed to animal rights. What does he not do? His photography has appeared in Interview, L'Homme Vogue, Out, Paper, Nest, Rolling Stone, Sense, and many more. He's the author of more than 20 books on artists and design with ammo books. He and his partner, Tony Longoria, own a home in the Poconos, purchased in 1997, that is a live workspace. Oldham Studio is downstairs and can double as a guest room. Most recently, Oldham just started a new project called the Todd Oldham Maker Shop, which creates sustainable clothing and home accessories, some of it in partnership with other artists. It's good work. I encourage you to go over and look at it online. And that's going to be it for this episode. I had to stop myself somewhere because I almost went too far down a rabbit hole to be able to get the episode out. There's so much out there to know about Todd Oldham that if you have time, go online and watch some of his runway shows from the 1990s. Read interviews that he's done. Look at articles that have been written about his many endeavors. He's truly an original. Be sure to tune in next week and share this episode with your friends, your family, your co-workers, your favorite barista, your bartender. Just kidding, but only kind of. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you got value out of today's episode, it'd mean a lot to me if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Manic Metallic Podcast. Be sure to tell all of your fashion-inclined friends and co-workers about the podcast as well. This would really help us to spread our message about fashion being an art, discipline, and force for societal change. And don't forget to stay in touch with us by subscribing to the Manic Metallic newsletter and following us on Instagram. Feel free to reach out to us through either of those means. I'd love to hear from you. I'll link these all in the show notes. You're the best. See you next episode.